This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to find out more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In today's episode, Caroline asks a Shrine Hall of Retreatants, what are we doing here? The answer, letting be. In this process, we discover the felt sense or non-conceptual awareness of the body, which has distinct qualities, loving presence, attentiveness, attunement, responsiveness, and reliability. This talk was given at the 2014 Winter Datun Retreat, held at the Blazing Mountain Retreat Center in Crestone, Colorado. To find out about the upcoming online courses, The Boundless Heart, and Awakening the Body, please visit our program calendar at dharmaocean.org. Morning. Welcome. Welcome to all the people who joined us yesterday. It's uh, wonderful to see, you know, many well-known and beloved faces and then many other familiar faces that we haven't seen for a while. Yeah, it's really lovely. We're, um, Reggie will be teaching this afternoon, but I think um, Reggie and I both have been feeling a tremendous sense of excitement lately. You know, the teachings are always unfolding, but... Lately, there's been a particular sense of uh, discovery and newness and aliveness um, that is very much rooted in the tradition, but is taking us somewhere. And we were even talking about this this morning, that we can't really see where it's going right now. We have no idea, um, which of course is normally the case. But there's this um, sort of sense of something and uh, we'll all be exploring that uh, this these few weeks so I want to talk a little bit about what we're actually doing here and um, I don't mean what the hell are we doing here because that's something that's going to be with you for a long time and you'll have plenty of chances we'll have plenty of chances I'm still doing it you know, to explore that aspect of the path and all the resistances that come up um, along the journey. But um, what are we doing, actually? And really, all we have to do is what we're doing right here and right now. And the, the instruction, the general instruction for meditation that we often hear is whatever experiences arise... Let them be. Let them be as they are. Whatever happens, all we have to do is be constantly present. Constantly is kind of the key word and tricky. But all we have to do is be constantly present. This is the beginning. This is the end. And this is possible for all people. And that's uh, Katagiri Roshi. But this is what we're doing here. And what we would add 
you know, in this lineage, in this room, is the journey can only be made through the body, which I think is in Zen and Chan and many other traditions, but not quite as explicitly as, you know, we teach it here. In a lot of the ancient traditions, you know, you have to discover very much on your own. And I'm not saying you're not on your own here. I mean, you're just as much on your own. But our way of working with the body is a little bit more accessible than, you know, traditional practices. So for some of you, that might seem quite different. But it's very, very interesting. So the second... um, what are we doing here? Is, you know, we know that all of you have come here during you know, what is traditionally a, a holy week, you know, the birth of Christ. And um, there are a lot of, and it's also Hanukkah, um, there are a lot of charged emotions around the holiday period. I mean, this, this particular week in Daten is always particularly charged. Um, people, you know, very much longing for and missing families and loved ones or the loss of loved ones, or the lack of loved ones. You know, it's all in the space. And it's a tremendous fuel for what we're doing here. And um, I think, you know, it's even though we all know this, it's important to remember that we are doing this for ourselves and not for ourselves. Because this is a question that comes up a lot in the Dautin, you know, some feelings of um, perhaps self-indulgence and various other manifestations of that neurosis. But how we're learning to make this human journey through the body is very particular to you, to each one of you. But it's also for everything. It's like our awareness. You know, we're going to be working a lot with awareness over the next few weeks. And our awareness, you know, we think of it as ours. But the more we work with it, it's not ours at all. It's not coextensive with our bodies. You know, and we'll discover that, you know, over the next few days of practicing. And there are many other things about awareness that we'll be working with. So, um, I'm going to lead you in a couple of foundational practices. But first I wanted to let you know a little bit about what happened last week. Um, We did something we've never done before, which is to invite another person to come in and teach us. And we invited David Rome, who is deeply of this lineage, uh, the lineage of Chogyam Trumpa, and studied with Chogyam Trumpa from the earliest 70s, was his personal secretary, and um, also was the head of the Kasang, um, which is a very uh, major role. And he, after uh, Trumper Rinpoche's death, he began to explore something called focusing, which is a Western form of working with the body that was uh, sort of created or discovered, I would say, is a better word for it, by um, a philosopher and psychologist called Eugene Genlin. Some of you may be familiar with focusing. So David has put together the mindful and the practice part of what we do with focusing. He calls it mindful focusing. And we, we talked a lot last week. In fact, we talked, we talked and talked and talked last week. So this week 
perhaps will be a little quieter, um, about what that means. And within focusing, and this is really the most important point of what I'm saying about focusing, is the core of it is something called the felt sense, which you know many of you may be familiar with. And the definition that I like the best about the felt sense is that it is a special kind of internal bodily awareness, a body sense of meaning, which the conscious mind is initially unable to articulate. So it's non-conceptual awareness. But it has a demeanor, and it has a particularity about it. And it's very particular to this moment, right here, and you, each person. So, and it's found very much in the body, um, as Jenlin taught it, and very much as we teach it. And it's actually in the mid-body, which we'll be working with. And what's important about that is, when we meditate, we touch in to the dharmakaya, or the natural state, the immeasurable expanse, Rigpa, you know, what, whatever names we have for it, vast awareness. And we do that by working with the back line of the body and the portals that exist along the back of the body. And then in the mid-body is this felt sense that connects us with the vast expanse of awareness but is more unique to us. And then, of course, there's the front body where we begin to take this into the world and into our actual lives. So that's what we're going to be working with. And um, there are a few points about that, which we did work with last week, but we didn't really explicate them like this. So this is actually akin to how a parent, a mother, a father, or even a caregiver is with their child, particularly a new baby. What's required if you're a, if you're a caregiver, a parent of a new baby? What's required? It's, it's sort of what I call a loving presence. And that's the same thing that's required when you work with yourself. And there are a couple of things, there are probably four or five things. I'm not as good as Reggie as with all the numbers. Yesterday, or on Saturday, we got up to whatever, we got up to 18 or something. Um, so I might mix this up. But um, the first one is to be present. And we all hear that all the time, especially if we're acquainted with the mindfulness movement and who couldn't be at this point. Um, but... Presence, we know what it means. It means we're present to the actual situation, the actual situation of our baby, the actual situation of ourselves, right in this moment. And then the next one is attentiveness, or being attentive. And being attentive is to hold the child in your awareness so that you can really know how it is for them. You know, and that is how we communicate with babies, because obviously they don't talk and tell us what's wrong. But we have to be very, very attentive 
to their space and to who they are. And we have to bring that same sort of attentiveness to our own incarnation and to our bodies. Not just on the cushion, but, you know, as we increasingly as we go through the day and as we go through our lives. And then the third point, which is um, one step beyond attentiveness, is attunement. And being attuned means that we actually know what's going on so that we can understand what's going on with ourselves, or in our case, you know, in the case of the baby, what's actually going on with our baby or our child. You know, and you hear often that uh, mothers will have a sense of what's going on with their child, even if they're not in the same place. And that certainly was the case for me. You know, I grew so attuned to my son's uh, nightmares and night terrors that I even had a sense of the content of them before he quite started screaming. And I think that kind of attunement, you know, to ourselves and to our inner being comes with practice, comes with the practice of meditation. And that attunement actually allows us to connect with our soma and to live from that place and to not have quite so many conflicts with our ego mind. And then the next thing that follows, of course, from attunement is responsiveness. We can actually do something. You know, we, we act, we respond. And uh, one of the ways that Trumper Rinpoche defined meditation, which came out last week too, was responsiveness. Responsiveness to yourself. And then the last thing is uh, reliability. And there, there are a couple of senses of reliability um, one, the more, the more work you do with your body, the more reliable it becomes as a trusted companion on the journey. And I think many of us, me for sure, didn't start out trusting my body very much or thinking it was very reliable. In fact, um, quite the opposite. Uh, and it's been, it's been a lot of work and a real process of making a relationship to uh, find the reliability and the trustworthiness within my own being. The other sense of reliability is just coming back to the practice over and over and over. Your body will know that your sitting meditation is a reliable way of being with yourself every day. So those are the points that we'll be working with. And um, I want to start, as we usually do, with the most fundamental practice that is part of the corpus of body work that we do in this lineage. And it's called the Ten Points Practice. And probably most of you know it um, in some form or another or heard it about an hour ago in uh, the listening room. Or um, And it is a really very, very important practice to start with often. And even if you've done it thousands of times, it's always uh, unfolding. There are a lot of discoveries there for you every time you do it. And what what the essential point of the Ten Points practice is beginning to relate 
to the tension within your body. Tension on a gross level, all the dysfunctions and all the traumas and all the things we have um, as we go through life. Uh, Tension on a murkier level where we don't quite know what's going on but something doesn't feel so great. And then tension on a, you know, even a cellular level. And looking at what, what tension is actually. I mean, obviously tension is the cause of a tremendous amount of dis-ease in our lives. But once we begin to look at our body and relate to the tension in our bodies, we begin to see that tension is like a form of exiting. It's sort of checking out. It's when what's actually going on in the body and what the body knows is in conflict with the ego mind and we're kind of like, nah, I won't take that on right now or I won't let that arise. And, you know, when we really look at it, we're tense all over, all the time. And uh, knowing that and beginning to be able to see it face to face helps it a great deal. You know, it begins to loosen and release and uh, let go, which of course is a lifelong process. To listen to more of Reggie and Caroline's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats and online programs, and explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your journey with somatic meditation, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion.